Again, Merry Christmas, folks. I'm trying to be countercultural. The whole culture has forgotten about Christmas and is celebrating the New Year. But as Catholics, we today's the last day of Christmas, the eighth day, the um, the octave. And then, of course, secular speaking, we began today's uh, we began the New Year on this eighth day of Christmas in a very special way. We focus on on really who Jesus is. Because in understanding who Jesus is, we come to understand who his mother is. That if Jesus is God and Mary is his mother, today we celebrate the feast day of the Mary, the Holy Mother of God. So it's in understanding Jesus, we understand Mary, and in understanding Mary, we come to understand Jesus more. I want to thank you all for coming to Mass this morning. Some of you who have come, you've really come with this beautiful desire within your heart this love within your heart for God, for Jesus and the Holy Eucharist. Others of you have come out of obligation, which isn't a bad thing. Coming to Mass out of obligation this morning on this eighth day of Christmas, on the Feast of Mary, the Holy Mother of God, is it really shows that you desire to be obedient to the Lord. And you've come as an obedient child we come out of obligation. I want to point out two particular relationships that we can have with our Lord. There's the, the relationship of, of really being a family member, of being a child of God. The second reading spoke about calling God Abba, Father, Daddy. And then it continues and says that, therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. You're, you're a child. There's that relationship, which is a very close relationship. But it says you're no longer a slave. That's the other type of relationship. A slave will do things out of obligation, out of obedience. But there's really no depth to the relationship. It's just you do what you're supposed to do, and that's the extent of it. This time next year, my prayer for all of you is that there are no slave relationships with God, meaning that that none of us are doing things solely out of obligation, but that we're living our Catholic faith out of friendship, out of family relationship with God. Friend relationship, slave relationship. I want all of us to have a a friend relationship. There's much more depth to it. I want to give you kind of an example, which it's an allegory, of course, to today's feast. Imagine that you have a sibling, and your sibling's having a birthday today. And, And your mom wants to really celebrate this birthday. So... So your sibling invites you to this birthday party and says to you that he really wants to honor your mom, his mom, on this day as well, even though it's his birthday party. All of us have different family dynamics, and we all can probably relate to different experiences. But imagine the sibling that goes to the birthday party solely out of obligation, comes to the birthday party, it's kind of a dread, you know, but you come because 
it's your sibling after all. And your sibling said that he's going to honor your mother. So you come out of obligation. You go home, maybe exhausted, worn out. You go for, you know, out of obligation, but that could mean that you don't want the other siblings, the other members of the family to look down upon you. You know, you don't want them to ask the question, well, why weren't you there? And then there's the one that comes because he or she loves the one having the birthday party. That one, when he or she comes to the birthday party, is filled with joy and excitement. It's, it's a great birthday party. This joy at honoring the mother of the one having the birthday. Do, do you see the, the relationships, how, how different it is? One comes out of joy, out of love. The other one solely comes out of obligation. And again, it's not bad to come out of obligation. But it's only the beginning of a good relationship. It's not, it's not fully fulfilled. So my prayer for you is that this time next year, that none of us are coming out of obligation, but we're coming out of this desire within our heart to know our good God who's having his birthday. And on this eighth day of the birthday party, he wants to really in a very special way honor his mother. That's, that's my prayer for you. But this cannot happen in your life. This can happen unless we, unless we change something within our life, unless we let go of certain lies that we have come to believe about ourselves. The main one, that God doesn't care about me. Yes, God loves others. You know, God maybe loves you, Father Joseph, but he can't love me. I've done this, I've done that. I'm still doing this, I'm still doing that. He, he can't love me. I'm too bad, I'm too stupid, I'm too ugly. But all of those things are lies. As our first reading says, may the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. That's our God. Again, I talked about this on Christmas, you know, that, that mother holding her little infant you know, just shining, you know, the dad holding the little baby just with great delight, joy for the child. The child doesn't even know what's going on. That child is some of us. But I pray that we spiritually grow in maturity, that we are able to receive that love. We're able to believe that God cares for us, that he watches over us that he shines his face upon us and is gracious to us, that we understand that. It only can happen with humility, folks. If, if I don't have humility within my heart, if I'm not willing to, to do whatever it takes to come to understand God's care for me, it can't happen. If I think I got my life problem solved, or I think that they can never be solved, God can't work in my life. He stands at the door knocking, but we just assume it's a stranger and we don't open the door to him.
And yet he knocks and he knocks and he knocks and he tugs at our hearts. He tugs at our hearts and he tugs at our hearts. And he just longs for us to open the door a little bit because he wants to show us his care, his mercy. And then when we begin to experience that love, then healing is able to start taking place within our lives. Those things that we keep going to that we love so much, a disordered love, we begin to realize there's a greater love than those things, and that love is God. So here on a practical level, I just want to mention one thing. I want to talk about the rosary. Many of you guys are familiar with the rosary. Usually before every weekend Mass, we pray the rosary, and I'm so glad we do that because in meditating upon the mysteries of Jesus, of Mary, of St. Joseph, we, we grow in faith. You're probably thinking, Father, are you going to tell us to pray the rosary every day? And the answer is yes. <laughs> don't, don't let a day go by in this 2020 year without praying the rosary. You might be thinking, I don't know how that's going to happen. I'm just way too busy. None of us are too busy for heaven. None of us. Everything else is passing away. Yes, our job may be really important. Yes, you know, we may be we may have a lot family life. There's a lot of stuff going on. But none of us are too busy for God. If we're too busy for God, that shows that we have great pride within our hearts. No humility. So praying the rosary every day. I don't know what it's going to look like for you. Maybe you have to break the into different decades. You pray one decade, takes three minutes. And then later in the day, you pray another decade, and then later. Many of you guys drive. Many of you are just at home. You know, maybe pray a decade of the rosary as you're going on a 10-minute drive, or pray the whole rosary as you're driving to Dickinson. I, I don't know what it's going to take. But to pray for the grace that you may remember to pray the rosary is one thing. And then when you're, it tugs at your heart, your guardian angel or blessed mother, to just humble yourself and pray it right away. If you keep forgetting, again, that shows pride that your heart is not in the right place, that you're still desiring other stuff more than God's grace. So as I mentioned to the faith formation class, the last uh, mass that we had, um, if you have to go outside and pick up one of those rocks over there by the, the grotto area and take it and put it on your nightstand or on your pillow, go for it. There's plenty of rocks out there. Do, it, do whatever it takes, but, but do something. If, if you've got to take your phone and put a reminder every day you know, to pray the rosary. I don't know what it's going to take for you, but I pray that all of us are humble enough to pray the rosary and to not look upon it as something that, oh, I just got to do this. Why do I got to love Mary? Why do I got to love God? And that sadness comes across and you say, that ain't of Jesus. I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to do what it takes. Even if I have to kneel down and shed some tears, I'm going to do it. Because as her pride as our pride is taken away, as our ego is destroyed, the heart hurts. But it's in that moment that God does great things. And 
then next year as we celebrate this last day of Jesus' birthday, when he honors his mother, we're going to experience God's love, his care for us. It's going to be this desire within our heart, this desire to be a friend of Jesus, to hear his secrets, to hear his love, There may be some days that we still come out of obligation, and that's okay. Being obedient is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But the goal is to love Jesus with our whole heart. Let's pray for that grace this 2020 year.